You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. (laughs) I don't know how you follow that up, but I'm going (laughs) to attempt to do it. How are you all feeling? It is great to be with y'all. This this is going to be a really fun episode, and I'm very excited about it um, for a litany of reasons. Um, But y'all, we are going to talk all things Phase 4 now. uh, Round everything out, talk about what the happy hap is with all of these, where they all land, where everything is. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. But in order to do that well, and in order to do it right, I need to welcome... The Mm -hmm. other members of this uh, squad, of this Mm -hmm. crew, into the whole thing. So I'm going to kick it on over to a one Roush, a.k.a. Brian Roush. Brian Roush, how are you feeling, sir? Uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, I I was sick last week, right before Thanksgiving, so I lost my voice. So it's a good thing we didn't record last week. There you go. That would have been very difficult for me so i'm happy to be back i'm at like 90 percent. so okay if towards the end of the pod like it's like why does brian's vow- voice sound like a video game announcer voice that's why that <laughs> my voice is why? going out uh but other than that do, doing well had a very restful break and uh and yeah eat some good food drank some good beer and, and some bourbon saw, saw the guardians of the galaxy holiday special there so. you go I am just, I am very relaxed and I'm very pumped for tonight. I, I, I did math for this. That's how much I care about. Yeah, this, you did. You, yeah. you did. You did some. You did the Lord's work, Brian. Like you were like on it. So I, really, yeah. Did. I'll get more into our community ranking of all these projects uh, later. But, but I'm doing good, and I'm so happy to be here. I've been thinking about this like all day, so I'm really happy to be here. I've been thinking about it all week since we last like announced <laughs> yeah. it and we last talked about it. So that is that is unsurprising. Um, but I'm also glad that you are feeling better and glad that you got some time to rest. Yes. Uh, but we are going to bring it on over to Marcus. Damn, Feige! Destin, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Marcus J. I'm reading it with the inflection that I thought was supposed that to was be That was right. There. No, okay. that was accurate. Perfect. Yeah, no, that was perfect. That, that was right. actually perfect. Yeah, Marcus, yeah, yeah. how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. It feels, you know, when we don't pod for a week, it feels like forever because um, it's just so a part of the regular programming for me. Um, but I'm feeling good. This episode was such a great idea. I don't know how many. I'm not going to say that like we're the only ones. but There's not a lot of podcasts, I think, that are going to do this this way and really got the community involvement like we did. Yeah. So it's really, I think this is really special. So I'm really excited to see how we get into it. But I'm feeling good. It was a long break. I did not really do anything. The past couple of Thanksgiving since I've been in Vermilion, it's too expensive to like fly home for both Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yep, so I get that. I just stayed here and dog sat, cooked for myself. Me and my grandmother usually call each other and say like, oh, what'd you cook? And we talk about the cooking process and that kind That's of awesome. stuff. But other than that, I just chilled and slept through it. And then Monday was a day of realizing, oh, shit, I did plan events this week that, yep. that I probably need to, that I probably should get on top of. But it's good. We're here. Yeah. You know it, what I'm saying? 
and this also feels like the uh, the limbo period between breaks. It's like yeah. it's such a short period of time that it's hard Very. to do stuff with. So I totally get that. But again, yeah. glad it was restful. Again, appreciate you looking out for the dogs and just I did, kind of... oh yeah, those are those are my those are my those are my crew. I did find out eventually I'm gonna have to get my entire yank my mouth yanked out. Okay. Because um, of my wisdom teeth. And so oh, that's God, just, no. Yeah. I got one taken out before I went to go play football. Yeah. Oh um, wow. College, early college. And then now the rest of them are just so Come if you see me clenching my jaws, it's because my wisdom in any slight air hitting my tooth is just fucking me up. Oh no. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's just terrible. So here's an interesting fact about uh my family and I think what's probably going to happen with my mouth is that I was told I don't have wisdom teeth. Like oh, they were like yeah. they just don't show up on a like on a scan. Hmm. But my dad told me this past weekend cuz we were home visiting my family for for Thanksgiving. He goes, "Yeah, I'm 75 and I'm getting a wisdom tooth." And I said, "Excuse me?" What? And so, yes, uh the oh, Wagner, no. apparently the Wagner men are people who are freaks and they don't get their wisdom teeth until later in life. So God, they have that seems much worse. Um, yeah, it does seem worse. But there's also this moment of like, I'm not going to take them out. Like, it's just <laughs> next year. like that's and maybe that's just my dad. Maybe that's just yeah. my dad. But it's sort of like, hey, uh, I'm not going to take them out. I don't want to. Oh, yeah, I don't want I don't want to. <laughs> the third uh, time old Jordan ended up geez. on this podcast. It's true. He did. Yes, yeah, it's true. Um, but Doug, it was a good how, weekend. Doug, how are good. Similar weekend. Um, went home, saw the folks, uh, was able yeah. to uh, relax, recover. Got to see my brother, which was always great. Oh, that's um, nice. Got to spend some quality time, ate some good food i ran a 5k on oh, thursday so that okay, was, was that planned uh yeah i planned on it so oh, i've been running fun. outside for a while uh past two months and i just kind of was like you know things are feeling good let's register for a 5k so i did a turkey trot in minneapolis um i did it in 25 minutes which is better than what i wanted Whoa. it to be so Ooh, it was it was good it was good it's kind of got me a taste for the racing bug so we'll see if that keeps going but other than that, okay. it was. I am ready to. All of our Christmas decorations are up. I am officially Excellent. ready to celebrate the holiday. We can, <laughs> y'all. We could. We could Claire. move forward. No, no, no. no Marcus no. and I have been light. here. We welcome we, we've you. Been, yes. Where the fuck have you been? And it's not even celebrating Christmas yet. The other celebrating the other holiday because it's important <laughs> to Look, celebrate. We celebrate the too. Only one day. Good lord. <laughs> and you know what I thought? I, I had a thought in my head. White people <laughs> love running five Ks, but or like marathons. But it's right. not just white people. There people were a just, lot of white I've people never there. Understood. I mean, I feel like that's fine. <laughs> I thought it was a white thing, but it's not at all. Okay. Because okay. you know, where I come from, seeing people run a 5K is not like in the normal conversations. But since I've met Brooke and now you and like Dr. Grieve yeah. also runs 5Ks and stuff like that too. As well. like, I'm it's a denominator. Just, it, 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 it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty it, interesting. Running, it's interesting. Running as a sport is predominantly white. I, I yeah. feel like that. I feel confident <laughs> yeah. in that statement. Unless also, you run it from the... <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say they don't. They didn't. They haven't had to, which is why it's important. It's like we yeah. run for exercise, yeah. not for survival. Not for so what was that? We remember that video we used to watch when we worked together. It was like, oh, uh, I lost some of all these calories, blah blah blah, because of the racism. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I wanted to point out, and I'm not trying to put 
anyone on blast, but I had a funny moment with Brittany today. Uh, so we plan our calendar out. So we have like a paper calendar where we write everything down so we can all like refer to it when we're making That's plans. Nice. And, stuff. Um, and I told Brittany, she goes, is there anything else that needs to go on there? I said like, yeah, on the 18th of December, put on there that I have to take Marcus to the airport. Like, I don't want to forget. And she goes, what color should I write that with? With black? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I see how this works. And I was like, she was like, no, 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 no. She's like, all of your stuff, because all of my stuff in the calendar is black. And then she goes, should it be brown? And I was like, shame on you. And so she didn't even... Go hey. for like a green, and that's what she, blue. And she started. She started to laugh. So because I was hilarious. like half joke, I was joking. That is hilarious. And, but she wow. was. She started to laugh, and then we said it settled on like a, a sage green color. So mm, I'm nice I'm holding it down, y'all, where I can. Activism. That's yeah. what it looks like. It's it in the small. Every place. small <laughs> act. It is. You know, no microaggressions <laughs> in the Wagner act. household. Um, uh, with a sharpie uh, marker. <laughs> you know, I've never understood when kids used to pay. Well, like you know, used to color as a child right yeah and they they call you black i still they, you nobody really like yeah no i still color too <laughs> nobody uses the black crayon you know what i mean like yeah to to paint like people of color like if you just no. go for the black crate you know what i mean like i, I just never understood that but they actually uh, sell now they have the universal well crayola markers now right and and crayons too i was gonna yeah, say yeah. not to like not to beat this drum but we bought my kids the like did the, the, the skin the skin tone uh -huh, crayon sure so like mm -hmm. liam yeah, now when he you. colors he's like very aware of it um but they're also my kids and so we had them for like a solid two months now they are scattered to the wind we'll get them again but like he did, was very helpful when he when, was doing characters when Crayola like that. did that and and band-aids made band-aids for people of color i was like you know what it's the little things it is it is so, no and he was aware awesome. of it so yeah, like yeah. it it, yeah. it helps yeah. for anybody that needs to hear it very much so well gentlemen <laughs> we have to play catch that quotable, catch that quotable. um before we Thanks. get into this uh this podcast episode so we do have a quote submitted by one Roman Myers, uh, playing mm -hmm. Romans Millions again. Um, Roman. So are you all ready, as I sneeze before I read it, are you all ready Please. for Bless this you. week's quote? Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> uh, I'm locked in and ready. All righty. So here we go. We want to update you on late-breaking news. A massive fire in Ogden Marsh continues to rage, and high winds are preventing fire teams from containing the deadly blaze. Now information is still coming in, but what we currently know, an explosion rocked the Dacon Petrol Chemical Plant early this morning, with eyewitness reports of a 400-foot fireball that lit up the sky. We also have second reports of a second explosion at a nearby truck fueling station. That's a Can you read it again? Quote. I wow. absolutely read it again. We want to update you on late breaking news. A massive fire in Ogden Marsh continues to rage and high winds are preventing fire teams from containing the deadly blaze. Now information is still coming in, but we, what we currently know, an explosion rocked the Dacon pet petrol oh, chemical gosh. plant early this morning with eyewitness reports of a 400 foot fireball that lit up the sky. We also have a second report of a second explosion at a nearby truck fueling station. Ogden Marsh. That yeah, Ogden Marsh is standing out. Ogden Marsh. That's okay. Okay. All right. There was there. I, okay. I have not seen. No, nope. I have not seen this movie that I'm thinking. I've okay. I've seen the trailer. Okay. Um, 
What do you think? I have it, but okay. Fuck, I'm gonna have the butterscotch soda. This shit. It's it's, uh, yes, at its best. It's it's not. It's kind of. I think it's a zombie movie. Okay. Hmm. Maybe a zombie movie. Okay. But it's called. Is it the psychos? The crazies. Is it the, the crazies? crazies? There, I remember the okay. poster. Yeah, I remember the trailer and the poster like something with a rake. Somebody's grabbing yep. a rake, they got blood yep. on it or something. They like sure, oh, they yeah, sure they do. like a pitchfork, and they're dragging. I think Daniel Panabaker. I think yeah. Daniel Panabaker is in that too. Is well. uh, pitchforks not a, yep. not a which goes? She yeah. sure is. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that my Ogden Marsh is the only reason because I think in the trailer they say it's a long time ago. I can't even yeah. remember. Yeah. What it's but it was like the people of Ogden Marsh. Are oh, having something, something, they, something, something. The finale of that movie is at a truck stop. The lead is a cop, stop. though, too, right? The lead is a cop. Yes. Brian, I think, Marcus, I'm coming, becoming increasingly more confident with I, your choice as this as we get through this. I just re- I only remember the trailer, though. That's why I'm not like, so I'm, I'm not thinking. I on don't it. know where the initial fireball would come from because, like, there's a, a government plane that crash lands in a rural Iowa town for that. I don't know the first oh. part, but. The basically the second thing does take place at a truck stop. I can't remember if it's a giant explosion, but it is a rural area. I don't know if Ogden is in. <laughs> I don't know. Am I worried myself? I don't even, yeah, I don't know if that's a real place, but I just I just remember Ogden Marsh. That's the only thing I, I remember. I mean, it's either this or it feels like it's the first Transformers. Like this feels like someone is. <laughs> oh. That's the reason why I say this uh, is because they're watching news footage at the beginning. Yeah, Transformers are when the Autobots are landing, right? And it's like, oh, there was an explosion here with a big fireball. It's like, oh, something coming down from that's the sky. True. So it could yeah, be an true. asteroid movie or like Transformers or that's that's what I'm going with. Yeah. So the only and or Armageddon. Because yep. I guess that kind of is the it could be like a news clip from yep like when they were watching TV on Armageddon. I don't know. I've Ogden the Ogden Marsh seems very specific. Honestly, okay? it does. Like you've convinced Marsh. me. Yeah, and I know you gotta, gotta yeah, play I, the... I, but I don't want to blindly lead y'all into some shit. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, cover I'm gonna go my with base. I'm gonna go with what did you say? To me? Is it the, the crazies? crazies? The crazies. The crazies. I'm gonna go with the crazies. And I'm gonna cover the spread. And I'm gonna go with. Armageddon because I do like right. that as an option too. So I'm gonna um, cover that sort of spread. I'll go sometime. Transformers then. Okay. I'll go Transformers. Way to cover the spread, y'all. All right. I, I think you're right, Marcus, though. I, don't, I also that, think you're right. I have not seen this movie at all. So. Oh my gosh. I've watched I've watched it. Brian, Marcus, it. Marcus, you got it. For someone who oh, no. hasn't <laughs> seen, for someone who hasn't seen no. it, you got it hundred <laughs> percent. I oh yeah. my gosh. No yeah, you way. got it. Yeah. No fucking way. What is it? So that's really it. the Where crazies the came. The from? crazies came out in 2010. Um, the newscaster who is played by <laughs> Bruce Aune, A-U-N-E, Aune. Um, oh, Justified. Yeah. Y'all remember that show, Justified? I do remember Timothy that Elephant. show. Justified. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. He's in this movie too. Yeah. So this is so there. Yeah, this is this is the crazies. No shit. Wow. So yeah, yeah. You are kidding. No. Wow. Shit. Yeah, wow. you're top. I don't know math. I'm real bad at math classes, but if you ask me to remember some shit that's not important for years from now to remember, I'm your Same. man. You know what I mean? I'm your right. man. You're in the right place, Marcus. This is a good team right, right here. Time. Yeah, yeah. This is great. There's, what is there's the floor? your top like four 
like your top build like four folks are Rada Mitchell, Timmy uh Timothy Oliphant, uh Daniel Panaba Daniela Panabaker, and yeah, Joe yeah. Anderson. Yeah, um yeah. those are your top four. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah, well, I'm not, impressed. I, not, I have not seen six point five out of ten stars on IMDb. But no, this is this is a great movie. When this came out on DVD. Uh, yes, it is incredible. Oh, no I really like it. I watched it twice the weekend. Mm. It came to Netflix, and I oh had I like my wife. She wasn't my wife at the time, but I was like, "Hey, girlfriend, we're watching this movie," and she was like, "What is it?" And I'm like, "Just go into it blind." And it was oh my gosh, it's so good. It's it's like a zombie movie, but it's not. Okay. Like it just it goes. Really I don't know. I can't recommend it enough. It's, yeah, it's a solid movie, solid horror movie. That poster, that poster is very. It stood out to me the most. I think for me, yeah. that was yeah. one thing that I. I just the trailer. I don't even know what I was doing in 2010. I think it was in high school. Yeah, I was a freshman in high school. I think no, might have been a, a sophomore in high school. But that was one of the trailers. I don't do scary movies. Look at look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Roman Myers got to up the difficulty again. No, you don't, I mean, Roman. Yeah, I yeah. just got lucky. Okay, just, yeah. just I just don't, got don't, lucky. Don't Roman. Don't how can you compete with Marcus expert. randomly no. remembering no. text from a trailer over twelve years ago? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I mean, yeah. Marsh is such a specific. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, very so. much so. That was fun. That was I fun. I can't believe wow. that. that is, I love this podcast. That's incredible. Jesus wow. Um, I love this. Well, gentlemen, uh, thank you all for indulging Catch That Quotable, and thank you again to Roman for yeah, yeah, the Roman. Uh, for the quote. But, gentlemen, we have a whole show to get into, and you heard me say it multiple times on, la- mm-hmm. on the last episode we did. Welcome mm-hmm. to the International Annual Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 4 Spectacular Extravaganza Roundup Review Discussion Podcast Episode. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to say that particular (laughs) acronym, but that's the acronym if you want it. Um, And so this is an outstanding uh, episode. And and Brian said this is this is Brian's baby. So this is going to be an episode where you really don't hear a lot of me in the hosting space. And I just pitch it over to Brian. So yeah, I, Mark- have a, I have something I want to say real quick. Okay. I want to give Brian Roush his flowers. Oh, yeah. Because he really, you know, we are all extended arms of this same baby. You know what I mean? Of the same thing of like really making this thing successful. We all have our contributions to this thing. When Brian put this community rank poll together <laughs> and the notes he has for this and the time that he just put into this. It is very rare to see somebody who cares about something that is not your job. You got a whole family. Um, This is like thing you do with your friend that we do together as friends. You know what I mean? On a Monday, the way he put this shit together and broke it down and pushed it out. Over 60 people participated in this. And as an independent podcast, Mm -hmm. that's damn near like a thousand people. You know what I mean? It's way more than I expected. Yeah. To rank rank all of the phase four movies beginning to end for people to take the time to do that. 60 people is a lot. So I really have to give props to Brian Roush for being, you know, doing this and leading the charge on this. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Absolutely. This has been outstanding work. And so that's why I want to get out of the way and I want to let Mark, (laughs) I want to let Brian sort of um, run the show. So Brian, this is the, the, the wheel is yours, sir. All right. Off you go. 
here we are, folks. Uh, well, those were some very nice, uh, kind words. I just want to say that, and I'm I'm just grateful that uh, we have a podcast and an audience and a space that like people care about this stuff because like true. we care about it, and I get a space every week to come with my two friends here, and we just this is all we talk about, and it's amazing. So it's true. We're we're gonna dive into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give people just kind of a little bit of a roadmap of what we're gonna talk about tonight. So um if you've been following us on socials you've been probably annoyed to all hell that we've been spamming this voting link out yeah i have the results of that uh you probably saw some results when you took it um those were not final results so i mm. i have the final result as of 8 p.m tonight um that i'll Love be it. sharing I, I was able to do a little bit of data analysis so we're going to talk we're, that's what we're going to lead with we're going to talk about that i'm going to reveal the rankings here for those of you on the podcast that are just listening, not on the live stream, that are listening through the podcast, we will go through the numbering of all of them um, and, and everything like that. And, and then we have some questions and discussion points that we're going to talk about I love as phase four as a whole um, sure. and maybe pull out some themes. Uh, I, I have a document here where I labeled we have two labels, which were PTT, which means pass the torch or mm -hmm. Uh, the other, and the the other one that yeah, I'm rather great. proud of is Gov, where there's a government villain or antagonist in the film. So we've broken yeah. that down as well. Uh, and we also have pulled all the Rotten Tomato scores. So all of this data, the point of this discussion is to just this is the exhaustive, definitive podcast for Marvel Phase Four. It's all going to be out there. Every little nook and cranny that you've thought about, we're going to get into it. So it. that is the roadmap for tonight. Thank oh, you, Doug man. and Marcus. For it. coming along on this ride yeah, and great. Uh, awesome. supporting me in this wildly weird endeavor, I love it. Yeah, I don't think it was weird at all. No, Brian's right. We talk about we talk about this shit all the time. Like, <laughs> if y'all could just get a glimpse into our group chat, we are constantly talking oh, about oh, yeah. this theories. Like, it. So this is this is accurate that we do this. Plus, on this podcast, since the beginning of this podcast, Marvel has been one of the columns of conversation. It really in has. some form or fashion. So this it really is accurate. Has. It really, really has. Yes. So yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. All right. People that are joining right. us on the live stream, uh, you're gonna be able to see these 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 are uh, the final. This is the final definitive ranking our community did. We had over 60 votes. It was 61 the last time uh, I checked. And uh, these are going to be the definitive results. Some really quick things before I share all the results. Um, the first being that uh, this was ranked choice. And if you're not familiar with that, what that means is that basically, in a, I'm going to say in your normal county election, wherever you go to vote, if you vote for candidate number three and like, they get knocked out like there's just not even a hope for them that they're even going to yeah. get a majority share of the vote. Uh, your vote stays there. It's it's effectively dead. Like it's not even in competition with ranked choice voting. If you voted for that third candidate and then you put a second choice, say whoever was candidate A or B, your vote after candidate three is knocked out, your vote goes to candidate one or two. So you still have a say. Yep. And that was the intent with ranked choice voting. So really this whole thing was me to advertise ranked choice voting and how it's very democratic. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> there it is. That's my, that's my PSA. Uh, anyway, the, the real, the real reason for the, it was, there a, it, it was a treat. Gotcha. Motherfucker. <laughs> Actually, the results aren't real. Now I'm going to have a one hour essay into ranked choice voting and why it's good. No, I'm kidding. Hey, welcome um, to my TED talk. 
<laughs> yeah. So essentially what this means is that people ranked all the projects one through 17, everything from WandaVision to uh, <laughs> to Wakanda Forever. We did not include the Guardians holiday special. That's a good point. Um, so, That's a good note. Yeah. Just so people know. Um, just to avoid some recency bias, bias here. So, um, the other thing I'm going to say here is that first choice ranks that was weighted above all else. And that is going to show up in our results. Um, whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, that is how the algorithm decided who was going to get what votes and how it was weighted for how high it gets. Um, I want to give a shout out to my wife, Maggie, uh, she looked at these results with me and pulled out some really interesting trends that we'll talk about and some of the limitations Ooh, of doing a ranking like this. And she even yeah, gave me suggestions yeah. if we were to do it again. She was at the point of, by the way, figuring out standard deviations to like oh, figure out Jesus. what the Incredible. average rank for each project should be. And Jesus. then she said, I don't have time. I know you're starting podcasts. But I could do this if I had a half hour. So shout out to Maggie. She's just a Maggie. half hour. It took me incredible. a semester to figure that shit out. <laughs> Honestly, she like no, I have it. She like printed it out. If anyone can see this, oh she printed out the entire god. grid and then, oh my like, god, chicken scratch on all this um, in the best way possible. So no. with all that said, you understand now how these re- we got these results, and now here they are for the for for everybody. I love this. So. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm just going to start with who our winner is, and then we will go down with the rest of the rankings. So you want to share your screen, Brian? Yeah, go ahead. Our first, (laughs) our first winner top ranked is Spider-Man No Way Home. Congratulations. Spider-Man No Way Home. They, they were the clear runaway winner after round 12. So, by the way, it took 12 rounds of like, okay, these candidates throw them out, have their votes go to somebody else. It took 12 rounds of that to get to Spider-Man winning. Wow. Um, okay. Our, so, the second rank for the films in black and white community is WandaVision. Okay. Uh, after that is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That's... We're going to come back to that. Yeah, yeah. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, number four. Loki, the TV series, number five. Okay. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, number six. Black Widow is number seven. Shang-Chi is number eight. Uh, Hawkeye, number nine. Moon Knight, number 10. Miss Marvel, number 11. Thor Love and, Thumb- Love and Thunder is 12. And then we have What If at 13. Eternals at 14. <laughs> She-Hulk at 15. Yes, we know. Shocking. Werewolf by Night at 16. And I Am Groot shorts at... 17. Um, so that is the community ranking for, for folks that took the time to fill out this survey. There's a lot happening here. Um, there is a lot happening here. But before I keep talking, Doug and Marcus, how are you feeling about these results? What What is standing out to you? Man, that Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness uh, yes. being that high. Um, also, Black Widow being that high as it is and Falcon and the Winter Soldier being as high as it is. Yes. I think for me, those yes. are the three that stand out. I'm kind of fine with the top two. Not kind of fine. I, Spider-Man No Way Home, yeah. I think, is the best MCU movie to date for I have, me. I, have, I want to put a pin in that and come back to it, too. Because no, I had no, a, let's just get it right now. I had a let's very... I, I really... I don't disagree with you. Like, it mm-hmm. was enjoyable. 
But I also would like to know, because I, I sent this to my brother when I was home for Thanksgiving and I said, like, right. Hey, like, if you have a second, like fill this out. And he said uh-huh. something to me, he goes, I don't get why people liked it so much. And I really? kind of like, I kind of like thought about That's that and I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> really? I mean, it's really cool. The concept is really cool. Um, but huh. I'm trying to think, you know what I mean? Like, of just like, am I, are we more impressed? Do we like it because they pr- brought previous Spider-Man's back or is it legitimately by itself? Good. I think part, if yeah. you want me to answer this question right now, I think for me, the nostalgia portion is going to sell itself. So right. two Spider-Man coming back, that's going to sell itself. I do think that there was a, what I, the reason I like this was Peter's development into yes, agreed. this, yep. this older Peter Parker and no longer just this innocent high school kid. So I think if, even if you, you know, somehow didn't have Toby and Andrew come back and you just did this movie where these sure. older villains came back and that development, seeing Aunt May die, it really pushed this next version of Spider-Man and this next round of trilogies yeah. to a different level. So that's why I like, and I think yeah. the balancing act of how much shit they had going on and being yeah, able to tell a story part. that well oh my with all that stuff going on. Yeah. So that's kind of why I, that's I feel why like I this like is, it. but I understand just, what you're saying. This is a good time to say, like, this is spoilers for literally oh, yeah. anything oh, Marvel everything. has released ever. Um, people have shared enough on social media. Marvel has even shared what I would consider spoilers for yeah, Black yeah. Panther, Wakanda Forever on social media. The Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy holiday special, that's also yeah. included here. Like, it's all out there. So yeah. if you need to come back to this at the 28 minute mark, please do so. But yeah, yeah we're, we're talking everything. It's, everything's on the table. Then and that brings me to my second point, which is I don't know what Doctor Strange is doing there in that third spot. <laughs> okay. Like yeah. with with those, I mean, yeah. because again, I'm with Marcus. One and two to me, yep. Depending on the day and which way the wind is blowing, those yep, are interchangeable. Sure. Like For one sure. day, yep. WandaVision is better. The next day, I really liked No Way Home. Yes. Um, so all of those are like part Thank of it. You. So like there's a part of me that's like those are interchangeable. So part of it, like black, like Dr. Strange, I did not expect that to be like nearly as high as it was. I'm also a little surprised with Thor love and thunder being that high too. Like that high still that it's in seven, Mm. but there's, there were, no, no, no. no, no. So I apologize. The way this is, this is super confusing. These are the rounds. Oh, so this shows you where the votes went. But okay. no, no, no. Lo- Love and Thunder's like bottom half. Uh, okay. Okay. That's then, yeah, that's where it's it 12. Yep, that's our community ranked at 12. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's crazy with Thor, Love and Thunder? The more that I sat with it. So here's here, I'm just, here's what I'm going to do. Maybe this will be easier. I'm going to start from Spider-Man No Way Home and give my quick, brief thoughts about each project. Just okay. real quick. Yep. Okay. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home, I think, was a ball. You knocked it out of the park with Spider-Man No Way Home as a Marvel yep. movie. It yes. has a re- good rewatch value. It has a good um, plot. It has nostalgia in there. It kind of shuts everybody up from being, who's the best Spider-Man? And it's like, okay, just pick your <laughs> fucking favorite. We don't are. care. They are right. Uh, WandaVision, I think, is really great. What I would really love if they were able to put WandaVision in some type of movie format where I could just watch the entire season in oh, one yeah. sitting. I agree. That would be great for 100%. me. Um, it does kind of, in the end, um, drag a little bit for me, and the end kind of feels anticlimactic to an extent for WandaVision, yeah. the more that I thought back on it. Yeah. Um, yes. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness had a lot of shit going on in it, and I know that they're trying to introduce this new idea for the sake of Marvel and the multiverse, but yep. it's a lot, and sometimes... 
the um, direction style of uh, my homeboy. Um, Sam Raimi. God, Raimi. Sam Raimi kind of overpowers the storytelling of Doctor Strange and his development a little bit as far as like a character to me. Like I didn't really get an extended, like I didn't feel fulfilled with his character development, me personally. Yeah. I think Black Panther Wakanda Forever should definitely be over Doctor Strange because I think that that as a movie Agreed. with the situation and the scenario is just better. It's just a better situation. Loki still haunts me. Tim, that score still haunts me Ooh. in a good way. You can't get away and from that music. That yeah. music is fantastic. And I think they, for what I thought Loki would be and what it came out to be and how important it was yeah. to the MCU, I thought that that was great. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was fine. I didn't like the ending. It was, it was just fine. Black Widow, I did not care for Black Widow, but that's also <laughs> fine. <laughs> Shang-Chi, I thought Shang-Chi would have been a, was is my sleeper. He That is yes. my underdog I would put that movie. I do want to make a point. Shang Chi was in the top three for a solid like eight days, um, mm, okay. but it slowly lost ground to Black Widow and then Doctor Strange and then Black Panther. Huh. See, so I I don't. There's a lot going on there, but I wanted to share that tidbit. Interesting. No, that, that I think that makes sense because I would have been mad if it went in the lower seven. But yeah. I'm not mad at where it's at. I do think that that you people should rewatch that one, and that one is a little bit of a sleeper movie. It came out at a weird time. Yes. Hawkeye is also an underrated favorite for me. I enjoyed Hawkeye. Yes. I felt like that was one of the better series mm-hmm. that came out. Moon Knight could have been better, and that's why I'm not as much of a fan of Moon Knight. Sure. So when you hear me talk about it, it's because I just wasn't a fan. Miss Marvel was good. I really like Miss Marvel. It did yep. kind of hit a lull for me at one point where I was kind of like, okay, where are we? Yep going with yes. this towards the end um thor love and thunder was too goofy the more i sit with that movie oh, the more i yep. realize why no. people do not care for it D- disagree it just a, but yeah keep going. even I, and that and that I, you know what i love the disagree because i think even chris chris hemsworth was kind of was like you know what i didn't really like what they did with the last thor movie because <laughs> he came out of a report and was like we're gonna have to do something different if we do this yeah again. And, yep and yeah like, i get that I didn't watch What If Eternals. Y'all know where Eternal sits with me. I made a TikTok about that shit the other day. Um, she Hulk. I enjoyed She Hulk. Thought it would be higher. Thought it should be higher. Yes. I understand why people don't like it because it doesn't really connect to much of anything. Just outside what? of. Oh. Int- well, it connects to everything and nothing at the same time. If I have to explain She Hulk, it's its own individual thing, which is what she is as a character. You should have heard my me oh. trying to explain She Hulk as a character to my mother at Thanksgiving. It was <laughs> See? I started. But she's a lawyer. It, it's, yeah I, and my mom was a lawyer too so she was like so she's a hulk and she's a lawyer i was like yes mother yes you she hit it right on the head but like at the same time yes we've been yes. over this yes both of those things mm-hmm. you yeah. can be two things intersectionality so, something i need to inject into this conversation because i got a lot of flack for it because people saw the results after they voted it wasn't the mm-hmm. final results but they saw results after they voted and I got people messaged me and they're like, Brian, what's up with She-Hulk? Like, what is going on? This isn't fair. What's happening? And so, including my wife. Um, so essentially, I, one thing I want to talk about here is that with the votes, it weights the first choice. So mm, one thing it. I do need to say, She-Hulk received the most second choice votes out of any project that we have listed oh, no here. Shit. Interesting. It, it okay. got a quarter okay. of votes, a quarter of votes um, in the She-Hulk for the She-Hulk spectrum between first and 17th. A quarter of those votes were in the second choice. And huh. uh, 
you can disagree with the methodology, but I do feel like it's important to say 15 people were like, oh yeah, this is my second choice, clearly. But I also feel like, and this is kind of brutal, nobody put it first. That's, so, okay. And I feel like that is reflective of like a few things. And I, I, yeah. I don't, I haven't fully processed it. And it's like two things for me. Like one, it's like, <sighs> like we all say we liked it, but nobody put it as their first choice. Okay. Uh, like, so even if someone was a diehard She-Hulk fan, they would have put it first. Um, Interesting. On the other hand, uh, it kind of mm. sits weird with me that 15 people, all 15 people agree that it should be their second choice. Meanwhile, only like, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, there, there's no way they can hold a candle to that vote tally. Like they got brought up because of their first, somebody put them first, which you can talk about if that's somebody right or not. But at the end of the day, Who some there, there were first? people that put Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier first, first as their first choice. Well, not to judge, because this is a open space. Put whatever no, you I want intend to on judging. Uh, <laughs> um, but I feel like, I don't know. She-Hulk is, if you have to ask me out-of-body experience, I enjoy She-Hulk. But if yeah. you're asking me, it, I think that is the epitome of, it was good, but it wasn't like, Spider-Man No Way Home good. Now, is there a different conversation to say series, how this would have went out if it was yes. just a series tally versus a yes. movie tally? Yes. That's yeah. the crux of it. But even Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's, that's surprising. It hangs with the series, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think it, it hangs with the It's one of there. the better series, I think, if we're talking I think series you go, For me, all. I have to go, I would go WandaVision, Loki, WandaVision, Loki, She-Hulk, and then... um no, WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye, She-Hulk. Just, she Hulk, just me. She-Hulk had an 85 on Rotten Tomatoes, just for reference. Huh. Like, it's one of the higher-rated okay. projects. Okay, um, interesting. If, yeah, interesting. if people need to know that. Um, I didn't know people liked it that much. That's really interesting. I, it, has, it, yeah. it seemed like it got a lot of backlash. I don't want to. I don't want to like go through each of these, but I would no, say fine. the things that no, are of note for me of what I had higher and what I had lower. Um, I had Loki above Wandavision just for me. Okay, Loki. Loki for me. I thought. Yeah, it spoke to me more. I appreciated a little bit more of that arc. I also thought the ending to Loki was a little bit better than the ending to Wandavision in my also eyes. Too. That that that's how it finished out. Um, <laughs> Uh, I had Eternals higher than I think you all would have expected. Um, I I had, and I don't know. And I when I go back to it, I go, it's just such a non-Marvel movie, Marvel movie that it does yeah. get some kudos to me for trying to break the mold and the formula yes. of being something a little bit more like non-traditional. It's also important to note that I have read some Eternals comics between having seen it and after. Um, mm. So when I start to read it and dive into it, I'm like, oh, okay. So we kind of needed some homework before we went out and everybody went to the theater to watch this one. That um, And that's where I feel like Eternals, they just tried to pack so much into that movie. Oh, yeah. And I feel like... Yeah, it got mixed results is what I'll say. A hundred percent. A hundred percent agree. And what's uh, bad in comparison with a lot of... With a decent amount of good, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah, of course, Eternals is not bad, but like when you put, for the sake of conversation, not to sorry, not to interrupt your flow, yeah. but for the sake of conversation, all of these projects are done well. I think when when we start yeah. comparing good to good, something's got to be bad if that makes sense. You know what I mean? And it's like, or decent to uh, decent, something's got to fall. Yeah. 
And yeah, yeah. So I, I, I mean, that makes sense. Go ahead, Doug. You should finish your thought. I was also going to yeah. say, like, I also had Werewolf by Night higher. Like, I, I think I had too. Werewolf by me Night too. and Eternals both in my top ten. Mm-hmm. I okay. think Thor: Love and Thunder finished out my top ten. So, funny thing about Werewolf by Night is that there were like super diehard people that had it in their top half. Uh, like, yeah. we had over ten votes. Oh, we just lost Brian. Ooh, which is fine. Got, it is what it is. It was down. too much. Werewolf by Night got weighted down with over half of the votes, like over half of the votes cast for it in the bottom half. So it Interesting. like it never had a chance to break out of that. It it was like wearing lead shoes. Interesting. Uh, I, I feel like a part of that is how late it came out. If I'm being honest, because that was one of the tail end projects to come out. And like, do people have time to watch that? It was Did also the first special to presentation that? too. Like yeah. it was the first like yeah. special New presentation. Format. It was timed yeah. out with Halloween. So people were like, well, is this just like a Halloween yep. one-off or is it something 100%. that into everything else? Is it important to the MCU? Yeah. That's a, which is a yeah. question. you got to think I about. mean, which on our werewolf by night podcast, I was like, I don't even think this is relevant to the MCU. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Which yeah. by the way, Elsa Bloodstone again could show up in black widow too, the widow and she'd be like i kill monsters whatever you know so but, like who knows yeah and and marcus to your point of shang chi being like a sleeper shang chi and shang chi and 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 hawkeye are sleepers i think people yes. forgot yeah. about them um yeah. they didn't go they didn't give them enough of their their due um because they are both solid productions um mm-hmm. and then this is so it also come as no surprise that i put moon knight higher um in my series that cool. is my affinity of the character again i also like watching people i like I want to transition us into like theming a little bit. Yeah. Because for me, there is a theme of mental health woven throughout all of this. Oh, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed the exploration of like emotional response to traumatic moments. Mm. So like, and how you can have superheroes across the board in Spider-Man, Wanda, Dr. Strange, Loki, um, Stephen Grant, uh, you know, whoever it is, Mark, Mark Spector, whoever we're talking about in that case, all of them are experiencing traumatic events, responding differently, and that shaping how they are like superheroes in the world. And so I'm going to put a pin in that because I do have one of those questions for theming. I I feel like it's so gladly important. Yeah, yeah. Let's Um, get into it, y'all. Come on. And I can, I just want to wrap up with like three really fascinating points in this data. Okay. Um, And then, and then we can definitely start talking about themes. One of the funny things that happened with some of these votes. um, So I'm going to roll all this back to when people started getting knocked out. Um, So people would choose their first project at this point. And yep. there wasn't a clear winner. Um, but if you keep your eye on WandaVision, like people, if people couldn't get their first project, almost everybody could agree on WandaVision. Um, and what's funny is then people get to Black Panther. And then when Black Panther's like, oh, like Black Panther's definitively going to get knocked out, they're not going to be there. Something funny happens with Spider Man. And oh. if. If you're not able to have Black Panther, all of those votes go to Spider-Man. That's incredible. And then, then in, and then in the final wow. round, when Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness is knocked out, everyone's like, "Oh no, we're we're all in with Spider-Man." So, Jesus. Spider-Man's like top spot for our community ranking absolutely owes itself to people who voted 
for Black Panther, which mm, I think is just wild. It and is, also the people who and also the people who put Doctor Strange as their top spot as well. Yes. So basically, <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home gets it home for for Black Panther. Otherwise, WandaVision was the clear front runner. Um, Interesting. And and again, both of those projects are amazing. But basically, the people who liked Black Panther immediately go to Spider Man. Like that's take, incredible. Take of that info. Makes sense to me. What you will. Interesting. Um, and then the last two things I wanted to say was that I do think it's funny, and we'll talk about Marvel fatigue. But if you look at all the middle projects, I'm talking yeah. Shang Chi, mm-hmm. Hawkeye. That's I take it back. You started Hawkeye. Yep. You look at Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and Thor: Love and Thunder. The one yeah. thing all those projects have in common was they were released in the same seven-month span. That is almost the only thing they have in common. And so, Marcus, I think you're right. I think starting in December of 21, people were like, "Ah, I'm good. It was a lot. It It like was back-to-back. It It just didn't stop. And you're good. Like, you're all set. And I don't think people tuned back in until Multiverse of Madness. Right. I I think that's what happened here. Because they were... You realize you'll get answers in Multiverse of Madness. That was also part of it, too, because then yes. you realize in, during that lull that the series are connected, but aren't they, question mark, to the bigger picture of things and where does this yeah. fall? But at least I know Multiverse of Madness is going to give me an answer to something. Well, and then, yeah. but, and even remember, like, remember the post credit scene for Spider Man No Way Home is the fucking trailer for Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Like, the, the, yeah. it is literally a, hope you're ready yeah yeah. and and so i could see a lot of people exactly as was as as you guys said like you know they saw spider-man no way home and they went i'll just tune out and when dr strange comes out we will revisit and we will have Mm -hmm. more fun with it well um and the last thing i'll say here is like you look at these top five projects and they're all movies except for loki like you look at our top five there's no Mm -hmm. tv shows in there and i feel like the larger conversation to be had uh, if people don't follow the news. Bob Iger is back at Disney. He is uh, indeed. Mr. Chappick is gone. <laughs> Bob you. Iger's back. And a lot of these shows and stuff were greenlit um, with Chappick in mind. And so I'm, mm. this is kind of the start of our discussion. Thank you, everybody, to voting. Uh, this data yeah, is yeah, fascinating. Um, That's crazy. I, I have the raw data if people ever want to pour over it. This data helps helps us kind of figure out where people like enjoy their time with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and and mm-hmm. kind of dovetailing into is Disney Disney has to be seeing the same things we are and I'm I'm wondering if there was a different strategy for the shows sure. as they were coming out. Some of these shows are really good. Some of them are very good. I'm going to say Miss Marvel and She-Hulk top tier. WandaVision's in there too. Some of these other shows yeah. We're straight up and in the middle. Some of those. So, I'll finish this sentence. Well, I mean, do we think? I don't know. Like, it, I guess my question is, how do you see these TV shows in the future playing into Marvel's plans? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I think if I'm, a, I'm a tapping Rick. I, I think if Daredevil Reborn is an example, yeah. right? And this is obviously before Iger, but I think you go less is more. I think we're definitely going to start seeing more special presentations and less heavy involved series. One of the reasons I say that is because the armor wars, they said that armor wars became a movie because it was so much shit that they wanted to do. It couldn't fit into a series. Yeah. So I think that's the problem is they're trying to squeeze too much 
into these yeah. series when it's like it's not good enough to make it into a movie. Do we really need all of these characters and all of these stories told at once? That's me. That's right. kind of where I'm at right now, at least. Yeah, I would say something. I I don't know. My my thought, if you like, if you look at the, if you look at the like, if we look at them and we isolate them and we try to you know find what made the ones really good, really good. I think one, I think representation is important. I mean, if you look at Miss mm -hmm. Marvel, like Miss Marvel did well because culturally, like the director, like the the director, like wanted to bring like color and wanted to bring light and ex like expose his his culture um, yeah. when he was working on the show. So I think first off, that's very important. Like I think that that has to be there, yeah, that's and that's what makes those shows better. I think the other piece though that's interesting is that like so we're getting rumors that mar like daredevil born again is going to be like what 18 episodes yes i don't i would be surprised if it's still 18 like me too I think it'll be i think it will be moved down to be shorter i do not think a six episode format works um it doesn't consistently because if you look at if you look at wandavision Although it was frustrating that it was yeah. eight episodes, yes, and the last episode was a little like, meh, meh, like it was a little bit of a like the last little fill, like the last yep. little ending wasn't great. Mm -hmm. It worked, and people yep. liked it, and there were no pacing issues. And I remember feeling yeah. multiple times with Moon Knight, with Miss Marvel, with <sighs> She Hulk, with just about every single project except yep. for WandaVision and Loki. I always said there's a pacing issue. That's like, true. Mm -hmm. You would get to fate, you'd get to episode four and you'd be like, you got so much shit. You got to wrap up <laughs> in two episodes. Yeah. Like, how are you going to wrap up all of that stuff in two episodes? And oftentimes it felt rushed and hurried well, and a little kind of jarring. And I got to interject for my, my green Goliath gal, she Hulk. The issue with her show was that it wasn't, she didn't get a finale. She did get a finale, but they no. rushed it so yep. much that it didn't have time to breathe. And like, yep. that just surprised me. Like, cause I, she Hulk was pretty good as a sitcom type lawyer comedy. Oh yeah. And so to rush it at the end, it just, it was kind of like whiplash of like, I want more, which is the problem you want to have with something like yeah. this. But at the same time, it wasn't satisfying. So do you, I agree do we, with you, Doug. Yeah. Do we think that Iger comes in and changes what's greenlit, or does he change the way that it's delivered, like more? I think so. Based on a recent interview, they they had their Disney had their like town like town hall with yeah. Bob Iger that they have anytime a new CEO goes into any company, um, they get a chance to ask questions. And one of the things he said was, "I was able to experience some of these things that Disney does." not from the like corporate side where I watched it because it was my job. Right. I got to see it as a consumer. So I think what he's going to think about is he's going to think about how everything that comes out of that particular studio house is consumed. Like, <laughs> and so I think he's going to be asking questions like, is this better as a movie or a TV or a series? Can we accomplish right. it in eight episodes or can we accomplish what we need to accomplish in eight episodes? I think now you're moving you're moving the sticks. I think we're moving them from six episodes being the threshold to eight. If there's going to be a series and if it can't be eight, then maybe it's a special presentation and right. if it's more than eight. They're going to say, that's too much. Move it to a movie. Otherwise yep. it's just not going to work. So I think and that's what we talked about on this podcast too, yeah. right? When the special yes, presentation came out, which is, which means we as consumers, the average Joe, if you will, which is what our podcast is 
you know, yeah. the average fan, really, <laughs> not the average Joe, but the yeah. average fan said the same thing. Yeah. Like, if it's if it's too short, I it's frustrating as hell for me that She Hulk was rushed, Miss Marvel was rushed when I was enjoying yeah. those shows. Yeah. And then it's kind of dictated on if I liked it or not based off of the finale. Because yeah, I really right. liked WandaVision up until, you know, I, the ending was like a little bit lackluster. She-Hulk's ending was rushed. Like you said, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, it was a lot of shit going on that I felt like you introduced that I didn't necessarily get a full answer to. And there that's hard lot. for me. And, yeah. and and with Moon Knight, you could have you could have cut out the first three episodes and I would have been able to, I mean, you could have taken that like Jeff Lemaire, like yeah. lunatic storyline and made a yes. special presentation that was 50 minutes long to maybe yep. an hour. No, no more than that. Yep. And it's just him in the insane asylum trying to figure it all out because he bounces around personalities in there too. Yeah. Like you didn't need to give me Stephen Grant. Like yeah. I didn't like, yeah, he's charming and he's witty. And as an audience, I connect with him more, but you didn't need to do that. And it made, I think, because I, I would say, I would say moon Knight as far as shows are concerned, I think if we're evaluating shows based on their last two episodes only, I think right. moon Knight rises closer to the top because I mean, the last two episodes yeah, were well done. I agree. I agree with that. I agree. And I think, I think this kind of goes into like the larger. Yes, I agree. The last two episodes of Moon Knight, I enjoy. Um, and it took it just one too, too long for it to like get <laughs> yeah. coming. Like yeah, and and the same thing with Miss Marvel. You get to a point where it's like, here's Miss Marvel. She's got an amulet and she has a special gene. By the way, there's an alternate universe called the the Veil. She's now time traveling. On top of it, she's a mutant and she's switched places with Captain Marvel. That all happens in six episodes. Yep. Um, oh, and there's also this other force that's like just locking people up. Yeah. Oh, there's damage control, yeah. which you I have mean, to think which about. Which nobody has officially introduced. In no, the they're MCU. just there. They're well, just having to be there. Technically, if I if Spider-Man? I'm gonna be like if I'm gonna be a stickler, technically damage control is introduced in the first Spider-Man movie. But to your point, though, Marcus, yeah. the first Spider-Man, the the t- first Tom Holland Spider-Man oh, movie was. That was Five years, years ago. ago. Yeah, that was a yeah. lot. I didn't remember that. I'm sorry. Other than super geeks like us, who's going to care about flipping damage control showing yeah. up in Miss Marvel? Obviously, we did. And we were like, wait a minute. Like, that's a yeah, bad that's thing. Yeah. This is not This is not good. By the way, they also show up in She-Hulk. So, yeah. something that's to be do. aware of. Um, I do, but, I, I, go ahead, Marcus. I do want to... I want to... I want to get to some of Brian's questions that he has yes, um, in the notes because let's do it. You have a lot of good questions here. So I, I want you to just take off with whatever. All right. So now that, yeah. All right. So we talked about kind of like shows and some of the stuff, like what should have been length, what shouldn't have been mm-hmm. Um, in your opinion, like if you could only watch, do you think you could only watch the Marvel movies that were released and you could still follow everything else that's going on in the universe. Absolutely. Yeah. The shows aren't needed. Yeah, absolutely. The, the show, the show, the shows are like, you find out that your steak was half off the day you went to the restaurant. Like, you're like, <laughs> Oh shit. I get all this shit for like less than what I thought I was going to have to invest. That's fantastic. Yeah. The shows are not needed. Yeah. It's They're a, nice. And I like good that. Plus, it's a good plus. I think it's great week to week to pass the time. Yeah. But I definitely think I could have watched 
everything. And I think that's something that'll change with Iger yes. moving forward uh-huh. is, you know, if I'm looking at it like my madman, like the meme of the madman connecting the dots on things. Do it. It's Do too it. much of, like connect like this series stuff is connected here in this way. Yeah. But the movie is separate. But then like the series and the movie are connected. In this right. Small, it's too much of that shit. And well, I just as a yeah. consumer, that's a lot for me to take in all at once. I mean, it 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 is 17 projects over like basically 18 months, 18 to 19 months, which is basically yeah. something a, a once a month coming out. And we heard people dropping off too. And I think one thing that is going to be interesting is like, the, what value are these shows adding? And I feel like people were tuning in week to week. So they like didn't get spoiled or so they could keep up but in reality like i fell off watching miss marvel week to week because i had some stuff going on in my life and i was basically able to marathon the last two to like three to four episodes and it was great so like it's this idea that disney's putting so much out there and i don't i wonder if they don't actually care if you're watching it as it's coming out like as it's being released i'm really wondering Mm. when at disney's like listening to this being like wait a minute they 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 watched all of this as it came out that's like eating the entirety of an all-you-can-eat buffet like stop and come back what are you doing like i'm wondering if their strategy is more like trying to appeal to as wide of a base as possible they just want you to interact with the mcu one way or another you don't have to watch moon Knight if you like miss marvel and vice versa yeah somebody definitely was like more and i don't know (laughs) if that's chapic or if that's they was like, I know that they love it. We're making a ton of movie, but what if we did more? And yeah. like, that is not the best result with the system that you built. That's the thing. Right. You, you created this. Does it connect? Underline subtitle under dis underneath the MCU, or how does this connect? Yes. And then you you then feed us more because the main question I got is, well, I gotta watch the series to see if it connects. And then I'm right. three series in realizing. Oh, there is no underlying connection between these motherfuckers and the movies. I could stop, but I'm too afraid to stop because what if something pops up this time? You know, right. what I mean? and I think the right. other por- I think the other portion of it too is there's a certain extent of this that like depending on where these lined up, and and again, this is going back. This feels like this does feel like not to like use the the trope from like the ending of She Hulk. This does feel like a little bit of like Kevin Feige feeling like he needs to like best himself or he's trying right. he's playing a game against himself yeah. because remember <laughs> there is the you can watch there's the there's the way that the original like you know uh, the infinity saga was released but there's yes. the way in which you're supposed to watch it and that's because yes. that's yeah. not the way it was yeah. released and this yeah. feels like okay so how am I like, what order am I supposed to watch this in? Because Marcus, you brought up a very good point in a TikTok you did. You mean to tell me, you know, Eternals came out like a year and a couple months ago and yep. no motherfucker between now and then is going to bring up the celestial that is sitting in the Indian ocean that just nobody wants to talk about. Like yeah. that's And that's yeah. the point of like, it's like a, so there are moments from even the movies that are plot lines that they either put there and they will address way down the road right? or they're just not going to touch them, which well, and here, is fine. But I there's mean, also this sense of like, you told me this was a cinematic universe and that everything was connected, but it definitely feels like you're, I'm still waiting for some of those connections to be brought to the light. Not that they don't exist, but to be brought to I, the light. I do feel as if 
it's almost putting what is the saying? Not your left foot in front of the other. It's it's putting you're thinking about the end. It feels like Disney was thinking about the end. You know how it's, like we it's found the cart, out on the it's back the cart end. before the horse. It's the cart before the horse. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's it it's is. almost like when we found out during the Infinity Saga, there is a certain order to watch these movies once they came out. Right. You know what I mean? We were close to the end of Endgame to realize, oh, there's a chronological order, not just based off the release. Right. It feels like this time they're planning with this content. Now, I know COVID threw this off a little bit, so I'm going to take yeah. that. Yeah. But it feels like part of this was... Oh, we're gonna we're gonna put this stuff out, and then the big reveal is you gotta watch these series in this order to get this, and that's how they planned it out. And that feels instead of just making the content, it almost feels like more of a deliberate effort than anything else. I don't know if that makes sense. It it, it kind of no, yeah, I, I, I think it goes de- it's a little intentional deception. I, I mean, yeah, I feel kinda, like yeah. well, I, I guess what it feels like to me is where the Infinity Saga was very much like you watch guardians you're gonna find out about the fourth infinity gem and we, mm-hmm. we're all gonna go meet thanos so you better learn about this fourth infinity gem mm-hmm. and i feel like the strategy here with phase four and we'll talk about theming here that's my next question is that it and we've talked about this on the podcast before we definitely brought it up with dr strange um and thor love and thunder but it feels like all of these pieces are on the table Nobody understands their moves or how they're calculated with each other, but yeah, apparently it's important for us to know that Hercules is in play. It is really important for us to know yeah. that Doctor Strange is not on Earth and is trying to take care of an incursion, which is really bad. By the way, Captain Marvel just switched places with a teenage girl from Jersey. Like everybody's getting in place for Phase Five is what is mm-hmm. what this feels like, they're and it doesn't the feel yeah. And it doesn't feel like you need to watch these in any order to to get that, to be yeah. completely honest. Maybe that's right, yeah. yeah but yeah. here's and here's the other thing that I'll say. This, if you are an avid comic book fan, like shouldn't be too much of a surprise. Right. Because if you are like following along, like in order to like read, so like let's let's use an example that I have right here, like next to me. Because oh, look at this guy. He's oh wow, he's just, he came for a comment. For it's not those, it's just not for listening. It's not, is it's not for being it. prepared. So uh, one of the reason comic book storylines that I'm I'm going to start eventually that I haven't gotten to yet is Avengers X Men Eternals Judgment Day. So the oh, theme geez. to this is um, basically the Eternals are there to keep responsible from Celestials, right and Essentially, a celestial says, "Hey, the X Men—they're too much of a deviation. Celeste—the Eternals need to kill them. Like that's essentially okay. the plot line it. for that. But the insanity that is this—if you want to <laughs> read every single comic in right. this event, here's—it's like." Immortal X-Men number five, then X-Men Red number five, then the Judgment Day number two, then Death to Mutants number one, then X-Force number 30. This this shit that they're doing with phase four (laughs) Mm -hmm. is precisely what they do in the comics. And they're like, let's just use the same approach. Like, yeah, it'll make sense once you see it. And it's like, I mean, okay, that's fine. But again, you can't. Give you me a guide, like give me something to follow yeah. here. Like you, at least, first, as, yeah. The trick you pulled the first time with the with the phase with the Infinity Saga <laughs> of just patient, everybody be patient. Yep. Yeah. The hard part about doing a trick twice is I saw it once. 
You know what I mean? And yeah, like, fool me once. You, you, and it's not even fool me. It was like, oh man, that was you know, like that was a dope ass. Like, oh okay, yeah. like that's fire as fuck. Like you yeah. did that. Now if you come back again and that has become your shtick and that's become the thing that you do, it's a little bit harder to impress me and tell me to be patient this next time around because well, yeah. I just but think I'm... that we as consumers, it's like the the biggest thing was yes. it's all connected. And there's this grand finale, and you gave us in game. That is yep. a hard magic trick to top. Yes, and I know that uh, Infinite, I know that um, Secret Wars is supposed to be and the King, to and the King, and the King Dynasty before it. that, and yeah. King Dynasty. Well, like they're trying to Secret Wars is trying to top in game. That was the report from for like yep. Kevin Feige is trying to top in game with well, that big okay. scene. So and, I just I feel like it's just kind of hard to impress me this second round. And I think I think one of the things that they're they're doing that you laid out perfectly, Marcus, is like they know, like, okay, we can't do that again. Like, yes. so yeah. we and if we look at our community standings, the top five projects, like three, four of them are multiverse related, yeah. and yes. so yeah. four. That's four of the eight. I can't even remember how many projects we have. Four of the umpteenth projects that Marvel put out, a quarter of them. Yeah. dealt with the multiverse mm -hmm. if you count what if that's five and i i feel like that's significant a quarter of the it stuff is. you're putting out there yeah, is that's a lot regarding the multiverse or mentions of it and so marcus i think that i, I think the other thing is they're like they're not giving you a thread because mm -hmm. they want that to be part of the journey mm -hmm. that's what i think they're hoping to do so that in phase five they can like do weird stuff like mm -hmm. they just go straight up bonkers with quantum mania of like, I don't know, this guy's alive. Now he's dead, but it's a different guy. He's, he's alive again, but he's dead. Don't you get or, it? Like or, you can just right off the bat. Or even, or even to set up the fact that Kang, anytime we interact with him after Ant-Man quantum mania, right. he's going to mention how he jumps around all over the place. I mean, shit, there was a leaked trailer where he says to Ant-Man, were you one that I killed or no? Like right. that's setting up the fact that he's jumping around to other timelines and right. you needed to set them up in order to know that they were important. Um, right. I guess they're trying to make it the shock of having multiple timelines. They're trying to take that weight out so they can just be a yes. part of the, the lexicon moving forward. That's So what do we think the yes. theme is for phase four? Yes, that is moving on to that. That is the question now. Like, what what do you all is? Here's the other thing. Is there a theme? And if you think there is one, what is the theme? Self-evaluation self and passing the torch. Tell me more. I, I think that it's in this phase, you have a lot of heroes either dealing with the trauma of post-hero in-game type shit or looking into themselves as to what makes them a hero, i.e. Moon Knight um, mm -hmm. or hero, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of self-evaluation and reflection in phase four. Because Shang-Chi does yes. it with when it comes to yeah. lineage, Black Hunt, yep. Wakanda Forever. However we got here, it also does the same thing. Spider-Man No Way Home does the same thing. WandaVision, Loki, all yeah. of these move, all of these series, She-Hulk, it's a She-Hulk is a meta version of self-evaluation of the Marvel universe as a yeah. whole. A so I feel like wow. that is a piece of it. And then it's also passing the torch because now every iteration of the original Avengers we have now has somebody who is like it's secondary or it's new primary, however you want to look at it. It, ha it yeah. now has a new lead. A Hulk yeah. has a She-Hulk, Hawkeye has a new Hawkeye, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. That's, wow, Marcus, that, 
I've been struggling with this question. Like I've been thinking about it off and on for mm -hmm. a week and I feel like you summarized it so well because the oh, self-evaluation piece, that was the puzzle piece I was missing. Um, yeah. could, you put it, more. could you put it back up? Because I, I, I kind of want to look at the sure. movies that we have and kind of want to. Yeah, just give me a sec. As he's bringing you that back up, yeah. as he's bringing that back up, I want to bring up a point that I think is important when I talk to so theming. Because I, uh, before hearing what Marcus said, I don't think I could identify like one theme that exists mm -hmm. throughout all of this. But right. what I will say is I do think there's a certain extent of here of Marvel saying, look, these are these are superheroes. These are fantastical stories. Um and we need to make them relatable. And so I do think there is some like art imitating life um, mm. moments here. Like yeah. one piece of this is like, there has been a great deal of conversation about the purpose and role and function of government in our life over the course of the Marvel phase. There it is. And again, if we look at some of these projects, I mean, Brian in his notes that he sent over, there are a ton of storylines that have a government agent being either someone to not trust or be suspicious of, or someone who is a straight up antagonist in a, yes. in a, in a movie or a TV series. So I think, um, if you look at that, that's life imitating art and what's going on, you know, even in our own background and with that backdrop, I think the pandemic forced a ton of people to look introspectively and deal with some mental health issues. I mean, that was oh, much wow. of the reporting. That's look true. at the amount of stories that dealt with a traumatic event and having to process that particular event and its impact on that person, you know, over the long term or being more introspective in general. So I can't pinpoint one particular like note or one particular theme, but I would say that there are moments from our, you know, societal in our life that is impacting again, even, I mean, I could even make an argument to say the importance of one's culture and the impact on them mm -hmm. as a, as, as a part of their, like literally their identity. Like there are pieces, there are things that are woven throughout this fabric broadly speaking. So I would say before hearing what Marcus said, because I think he did a great job of making it very succinct. Yes. Like, I love that. Um, those were going to be my two like knee jerk reactions of like, I think there's some life imitating art in some of these, in many of these stories overall. Well, I, I mean, connected back, I think Doug would meet what I'm saying, what you're saying. And I haven't heard what Brian is going to say yet, but I think that that is accurate. If I'm looking at this thing, WandaVision is absolutely about Wanda trying to figure out who she is and trying to, mm -hmm. you know, dealing with that trauma and dealing with that and vision, trying to find out who he is too as well, especially at the end. They have this full conversation of who am I without Wanda? You know, am I the boat with the thing in my new boat? If I get the new, now that's a bad interpretation, but basically that's the same thing that they was talking about. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home, that Spider-Man is going through, Peter Parker is going through the, all of these oh movies. God. I'm good. We could take this down. I'm okay. Even Eternals too. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Brian. Yeah. Even Eternals and Thor Love and Thunder. Thor is trying to find out who, like who he is now. You know what I mean? Based off of like a new Thor coming in. And what does it mean when you're not the only one? And even Eternals does the same thing too as well. Even, even like going back to WandaVision for a second, yes. she is trapped inside a house that she created. Like look, yep. look at Westview yeah. as yep. not look at Westview as not a 
like a a location look at it as a she has trapped herself in a creation in her own home where yep. she is comfortable mm -hmm. watching a show and shows she grew up with like she created that and she's trapped inside of it and then look at when it came out like yeah. no, yeah. it those two things are like like parallel yeah. diagrams on a on a on well, a screen and i gotta say like i don't know if marvel planned this but i think it's it's quite something that we kicked off this phase with WandaVision, who was a woman trying to deal with grief and understanding who she is and then realizing like, oh, I'm this supremely incredibly powerful magical being and I need to figure out how to like do that without yeah. hurting people. Yeah, she didn't atone for it but that's another thing later um but like she needed to figure that out as a character yeah. like and she knew it and she's like oh man like i gotta go do my superpower witch stuff somewhere else so i don't yeah. hurt people um and i feel like it's really telling that it, this phase also ends with a woman almost coming like similar vibes of like i need to come into my own i need to mm -hmm. become the black mm -hmm. panther but i don't need yeah. to be the king or the queen like i'm gonna do it my own way mm -hmm. um I just think that's really poignant. I think that's really cool. I think those are both really good bookends. I think uh, there's definitely... I was struggling with the theme because it's not past the torch. I think that was where I got hung up. I was like, phase four is about passing the torch. And it's like, no, not really. Like, Loki's not passing any torch. Like, he's figuring out nope. he's a jerk. Like, he's a jerk. Yeah. And he's jerking. Like, he's just a jerk. And I think you look at She-Hulk... Attorney at law. She, I mean, she's just trying to get through the day um, at at the end of it, and it's kind of the same thing with Miss Marvel. So, I think Marcus said it best of this self evaluation after yeah a global catastrophe. I think the only thing I would add is like it's this ability to. I, I mean, it's it's not only self evaluation, but like it's slice of life almost for uh -huh. some of these Avengers characters. I guess like Phase Four just kind of feels like okay this is this is life now like life moves on after endgame that's almost how i would phrase phase four of like life moves on these are how people are dealing with it the only outlier to me would be spider-man it feels like its own thing a little bit i don't even know because like, so much even happens then, even then brian it's addressed in there too though even then yeah. brian life yeah. has to move on mm -hmm. after right. aunt may dies mm -hmm. and Right and and, and Spider-Man after he makes a gigantic sacrifice, or after he yeah. comes back from the snap, yeah, after Peter yeah. is forced to the life life moves on, which is super weird that it lined up with this yeah. pandemic. Like, yeah. not trying to like pull all yeah. the threads here, yeah, but let's like, start, let's start some wild accusations in terms of conspiracy <laughs> theories. I think Disney <laughs> and I think Bob Chapik is responsible. He's that's why I got one, kicked out. Yeah. He's the one yeah. who ate a bat in Wuhan, China, and that is the reason why we got COVID. I blame I Disney. Ozzy oh my gosh. Nope. Nope. It's, uh, it was all the mouse. He's I mean, but like, it, it's right because we're kind of at this point in the pandemic where we're like, we're trying to start to move on. And like, yeah. we had this big True. crisis and stuff is still happening. Still, stuff still needs to be taken care of. Just kind of like in Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's like, well, we still got stuff to do. Like, yeah, Steve Rogers is like in time somewhere, but 
we got we got we got stuff to do we got dishes dishes need to be done you, you know it's kind of like this vibe you could put that that monologue that sam does at the end of falcon and the winter soldier and what president biden and people have said about the end of the pandemic and stand them up next to oh each other gosh. and they are eerily similar i'm sure oh my god this speech i don't know who wrote that shit but don't do that again i do feel like I, i'll say it was it necessary space. but fuck bro i will go back to theme i will get us back on themes but like that is like for Falcon and Winter Soldier. If that speech wasn't in there, it would be higher for me. It would have been fine. It would have been fine. Yeah. It's the, I keep telling you, it's the ending that they, you can have a that good, last episode. Like you can have a good series leading up to the final two yep. episodes. And if I feel like if you would have just gave me two more episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just a little bit, yep, I've been good. Yep. I would say though the movies are the same way. Like, and I think what what they didn't learn is they didn't learn that the stinger at the end of the movie and the finale of an episode are not all that different because <laughs> to be honest with you i think doctor strange stands by itself just fine except yeah, for the last three minutes of that of that the last three minutes of that movie are hey surprise there's someone else named clea she's the doctor strange in the dark dimension oh, and there's geez. an incursion cut in time let's go and they just leave yeah like and, yeah and that is so much context because it's oh not gosh. like clea is c casually dressed like right. she's dressed like she's out of an 80s space movie like which i love which is outstanding <laughs> but that's it's 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 insane like it's, the third eye yeah like and then the third, and then the third eye in there yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah, and this is the I'm just I'm going to swerve this vehicle back to themes. Maybe the theme all along, folks, was Kevin Feige being like, y'all need to be OK with Endgame being done. Anyway, here's some stuff like maybe that's the 5D <laughs> chess move he's playing. And then in phase five, we're like going to get some more threads. I don't know. Maybe phase Ooh. four was the theme was that it's all the friends we made along the way. Maybe that was the I mean, game maybe. the whole time. Oh, he was just being petty. He got tired of every. We know that Marvel responds to pettiness, right? So he got tired of everybody talking about bring back the original people, blah blah blah, yeah. blah, blah all this other bullshit, and was like, yeah. okay, well, watch this. Hold my beer. I'm gonna fuck this <laughs> yeah, whole he, thing up. He would watch something on TikTok, and then he would call his, you know, his 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 assistant, and be like, make sure that they know that Tony is never coming back. Make, yeah, make sure they the, highlight how dead he is. They put the yeah. nail in the coffin that Hulk is like not the Hulk anymore. Like, yeah, you know, they were heard make her a lawyer. They heard something about like not enough action. They're like, give them Moon Knight, like <laughs> yeah, all yeah. of that, like the yeah. first five yeah. episodes. Oh. Like, oh, you think all of our third acts are CGI slugfests? Here's Loki having a very stern conversation <laughs> in a space library. There you right. go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that really was the end of the Loki, and I was satisfied with that shit too. That oh, was incredibly satisfied. Yeah. Martin she has a lot to Jonathan Majors too, though as well. Oh, and, and Tom Hiddleston, like that entire cast, that three-way, um, the actress who plays Sylvie too as well. Yes, um, that just said a lot to them for that to be the Loki finale, and me be like, you know what, I'm satisfied. Oh, Martin yeah. Scorsese says that there's not enough drama in our movies. Make sure that Loki has a conversation where literally Lady Sif just makes him feel shitty <laughs> over and yes. over yeah. and over and over scene. again. What a heavy scene. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Way, way, way of the water. Wish he could do some shit like that. <laughs> I, mean, I also called that movie the wrong title the other day on TikTok. I kept saying... um, 
foot in the water or part Evan of the water, way something of the water. And I was I went back to go look and I was like, that is the wrong Tyler foot in the water. James Cameron, you can send us the check yeah. now for the free yeah. advertising. Dream We're kind of getting towards the end of our time. We're not at the end of our time. Um, but I think one thing I definitely want to ask in this space is like what was the most surprising thing to you in phase four? Like what thing stands out to you is like, wow, they did that. It's a toss-up. Okay. And I think it's a toss-up between my two favorite movies. Ooh, tell me. Which would be between Spider-Man No Way Home yeah. and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And I say Black yeah. Panther because, wow, they were able to pull that off. So I don't know if that's what you like mean, yeah. but yeah, Anything. one was the way that they were able to pull off Chadwick's death. You know what I mean? Sure. And that is big for me. Spider-Man yes. No Way Home just shocked me with the ability to bring in three goats, three goaded Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then still at the end, I do feel as if it was really about Tom Holland, Spider-Man all yeah. along in his development. When yeah. he walks into that apartment solo by himself and has a complete restart for me, that was like, that's my Spider-Man and I can't wait to see what they do next. So those, and then Hawkeye just once again, to be able to just do that to that level with a character with a bow and arrow there's no superpowers yes Yes. yeah you just have really good leads that just just kill it just mostly off of dialogue and shooting arrows there's no superpowers i think that that is why that that you know those are some that really shocked me Uh, yeah yeah. okay what about you doug i think i echo the spider-man no way home piece mainly because as someone who is like waiting for them I try not to be like a toxic fan, but when I heard that that was like what they were going to end up doing, I was like, great, let's wait for them to fuck that up because there's no way they could pull it off. <laughs> I mean, it like, did feel... no, it's true yeah. there was, I, I really felt like, well, there's no way that this can work. And I definitely walked out of that theater going like, Ooh, you son of a bitch. You pulled it off. You did mm-hmm. it. Look at you mm-hmm. guys. Um, I think on, that's the more positive, like you pulled it okay. off. I think in terms of like, the negative yeah i would say hmm. i was a little shocked i was a little shocked that i was a little shocked that they went the direction that they did with thor love and thunder like okay. I, and i say that and i say that because it really was it really did feel like a buddy cop movie like a buddy yeah. com- like a buddy comedy and yeah. i was just not i was just not expecting it to go that particular route right um and so that was a little surprising. And then I would say the last thing that surprises me is that we really didn't get outside. If you take Thor Love and Thunder and you th- yeah. put it outside by itself, we really didn't get any superheroes zipping across space. Not there really. was no there was no like, yeah, the Eternals were do like talking to someone in space, but they weren't yep. they never left Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, in terms of like your Guardians of the Galaxy or your Nova Corps, there was no check in yeah. cosmically to see what was happening in space, which I think is a little telling to seeing like what phase five could be, which it might not be space as much. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I think that that I think phase five is all in space. So yeah, I think it's, it could be it also, also could be right. Absence yeah. means there's a void that they'll need to fill yeah, up. Right. But yeah. um, those are my like top three kind of surprising moments. Definitely. I think Spider-Man, you all said it the best. I'm just surprised it worked. There were yeah. so many people in that movie. There is so much that happens in that movie and it's good. And that's, that's impossible. 
it's an impossibly high bar to set. Mm-hmm. Especially um, Zendaya. That 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 mm-hmm. that too. Um, I was going to say Willem Dafoe because <laughs> I walk around the house and not for the same reason, but well, no, okay, for the same reason. He's a phenomenal actor. Um, he like I I just I walk around like doing goblin laughs at my house by myself <laughs> and it's because of the like ability for him to do that like he was just outstanding yeah yeah he was great yeah he no, was great. he no he was he was phenomenal um I, otherwise i think i think the biggest surprise for me was julia louise dreyfus and florence Pugh. oh yeah um, oh yeah for sure florence pew elevated hawkeye into Special. my top like into my top half of my yeah, shows. She's, she is Florence Pugh um, is very special. Very special. She is a gem to Marvel. I hope they treat mm-hmm. her right. I hope they don't do her dirty like Scarlett Johansson. Um and uh, I think Julie Louise Dreyfus again we and this will be in my next question but if Julie Louise Dreyfus is Madame Hydra, she is the big bad or a big bad. Phenomenal casting. She's perfect for it. I, every time I see her on screen, I want to see more. I love seeing her interact with the Marvel stuff. I think she's a great glue to put a bunch of this stuff together. Um, and so, and and yeah, Florence Pugh. I mean, what else needs to be said? She's she's great. Like more of her, please. Um, so I, one of the reasons I'm really looking forward to Thunderbolts, uh, like to be completely honest, like mm-hmm. I, I think that movie's going to be a ton. She of fun. is one of the spies. She, she sure is one of the among soldiers. Three, um, three spies. You know who they soldier. rumored? Did they rumor that the villain would be would be like a Superman esque like Sentry? Yeah, like Sentry. Oh, yeah, like Sentry. Like and I was like, that is very interesting for the Please. Thunderbolts team that you put together. But yeah, also good luck. Also, how they like how they are gonna get in there and be like, hey, you know that game. Uh, Suicide Squad kills the Justice yep. League. We did it first. Yeah, like that's just... how they're getting in there to like get that <laughs> before it happens. I mean, right again, you're right, Marcus. Though interesting choice. Also interesting. It's like, hey, how many of you have heard of Show of Hands of the Room? How many of you have heard of Sentry? Not many of you. Well, here's a whole movie about him. Yep. Well, just like, like Hercules, yep. right? Like you, right? you, yeah. You introduce oh this entire character, and it's like, is there is there a reason for that? Clea. Hercules, uh, like anybody in Moon Knight, uh, the Kingpin, like (laughs) all these side characters just coming back or showing up that are like consequential, like Echo, like all of these people. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Um, so those were your biggest surprises. And I think a good place for us to end on. What are your bold predictions for the future? Phase five and beyond. Is there a fan theory you just you, you need to get out? Is there is there a connection that's so inconsequential but you need to share with the world? I, I think if phase five is okay, so we know in-game has to happen again. You're introducing way too many characters yep. not to put everybody on the screen again. Yep. My big thing, okay. First of all, Marcus was right about the Spider-Man <laughs> shit. I'm just yes. gonna say it again, right? Yes, you were I right. I called it when Spider-Man came out that there was a rumor. And I doubled down on it that they would introduce another trilogy of Spider-Man movies. You were so right. So here's how I think this has happened, just as far as the Spider-Man route is concerned. Spider-Man is going to go through Kang Dynasty. We may not see him as much, but he'll be there. Now, Daredevil Reborn is rumored to bring back the street-level hero that is Spider-Man, right? So it'll bring him back down to kind of Earth. And I do believe that'll happen. Um, I think Spider-Man makes an appearance in Daredevil Reborn. 
And okay. I think that that is how you slide into the next Spider-Man movie down the line. I don't know where else he pops up, but I think yeah. after um, Avengers, after the Secret Wars, we get the Spider-Man black suit Venom route because you Open. get aliens, you get all that shit. And I think that that's where the next trilogy takes Tom Holland. Like he gets it in, he gets it in Secret Wars, and then his yeah. next individual Spider-Man movie is that. Um, yeah. As far as the whole thing is concerned. I'm going to steal one of Brian's things that I am one of Brian's theories that I Please. am like all the way on board for a soft reboot happens after um, secret wars because secret wars is a homage movie in my eyes. All of this is introducing so many side characters, so many individual pieces. And then secret wars is also going to introduce you blade from the nineties and all of these other iterations of fantastic <laughs> fours yeah. and all of these things together to be a big Marvel grandiose homage home homage movie. Right. Yeah. That you can do. Everybody goes their individual routes in the end of this thing. Everybody goes their separate locations. You kind of have your core Avengers team that'll stay on the earth and whoever yep. that is, and it'll look so different, but then that way they can go into X-Men as a mutant, saga like that is just an individual saga right after phase six or right after that so that's kind of what my bold prediction is okay i dig it what about Um, you doug so i'm kind of doing my best to ignore secret wars as much as possible and the reason is that there's two phases between them there's phase five and phase six before we even get a glimpse of secret wars so there's a part of me of like that's a lot of ground to cover so i think there's a couple of things that I would I see coming. I think the first is uh, one fan theory, and I can't give credit to who gave it, but it's mine um, for now. Um, is I do think that the the ten rings and Kamala's bangle. Um, I do yes. think that those Connected. belong to Kang. I think. Oh, that, you, think it, okay. you think it belongs oh, nice. to Kang? I think oh, okay. that based on their power structure and based on their technology, and oh. there's something about the ending of Shang Chi that where they say it's calling out to something, but we don't know what it is. Like it's uh, sending a signal and we, cool. and we don't, and we don't know what it is. And it was not Eternals related, which was my, which is bet. what I thought. Yeah. Of, yeah I also, I thought, also that thought that that was the case too. So that yeah, I was just, call as, yeah. So I think that that is calling to Kang. So I think that he is yeah. going to be on a quest for, you know, Ant-Man will have him fix the chair. And then it will be like, it'll have him like fix a portion of the chair or go back in time to like help him get some of those things or whatever that might be. But I think that that's going to have something to do with it. I think at some point in time, we do get a look at Victor Von Doom. I think we kind of have to with Fantastic Mm -hmm. Four coming at the beginning of phase six. Um, And then I do think that there is going to be some hint or some reference to this uh what i call the like ghost half of marvel so i think that there's either a mention of Ooh. ghost rider or blade or i think that oh, there, the werewolf by night type or of, uh, i think that there has to be some monster for lack of a better word some monster verse like blade is yep. coming and we've never heard anyone talk about a vampire that is mcu related other than more she hope which we don't she hope she oh, hope so, I mean, so she then, well was mm-hmm. he a vampire we didn't know we don't know but was he? that was the first time we heard yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so there's there's some yeah. like trick-or-treat like stuff that's in there so i do think we see a reference to both like vampires or at least to blade and then we yeah. also see a reference at least to either it's a johnny a johnny blaze or somebody yep. in the ghost rider world of things 
there we don't see them, but there is a line or there's a hint or something like that that's coming. So those are my like top three predictions. I dig that's it. A, that's a, that was a great call, back, dude. No, the the Midnight Suns slash Defenders that's call out. That's I really sure. I vibe with that. We, yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like Marvel has stayed away from like straight up monsters, which I felt yeah is an easy. It's low hanging fruit, but I, yep. I, there's not a lot there. Um, they so stayed away I, from I agree it. With that, for, they've stayed away from it for a long time. So like, yeah, at this mm. point, it's sort of like, ooh, let's just bring out an easy one. Like, right? Yeah. But you're right, Brian. Like, defenders. But you just... went with man thing first. Like, that's kind yeah. of like man Damn. thing. Maybe was testing the waters. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. no, defenders, I agree. And they... defenders of the streets is a good call out too, Brian. Like, I mean, think about the people who we haven't seen. Yeah. Yet, like, there's very few people we haven't seen to get your core group of defenders. Like, we've gotten right. Shang oh, coming back. Shang Chi's a defender. Daredevil's a, a defender. Moon Knight is technically a defender. That right. leaves only like Luke Cage, we've, which we've gotten rumors that's, that that's um, potentially yeah. coming. And yep, we've yeah. also we would need like a like Emma Frost or a Cloak and Dagger. And I think those are very easy and bridge yes. that gap to the supernatural world. So those are other folks that I think you could yeah. bring out if you needed to. Where does Wonder Man fall? Street level. Wonder Man was technically an Avenger. He's an Avenger, right? Yeah. So, in the comics, not that it has yeah. to be that way. Just right. saying, that's my frame mm-hmm. of reference. I can see that. Um, I mean, that'd be interesting too. But yeah, he also I, dies again. He def he dies on the first mission. By the way, yeah. I was just reading this today because my son asked me a question who he was, and I was like, oh yeah, he, oh he dies on his first mission of that's part of the team. Force works. Sorry, Wanda. You just you're you're tasting men. They just immediately die. I'm yeah. so sorry, Wanda. Yeah. Um. She's the problem. Wait, she look. She has terrible luck, and she can control probability. Come on, Wanda. Like you can do that. You're a supreme witch. You can do it. Um. Anyway, my bold prediction. I'm just re-upping Madam Hydra. I think that's oh, yeah. going to be a big reveal, either in Captain mm-hmm. America: New World Order. Or some other movie where she's going to be the lead antagonist, or it's just going to be made clear, nah, she's the bad one. It's probably going to happen in Thunderbolts, but Captain America, New World Order, that could happen. Anyway, just doubling down on that and giving another detail. Um, and I definitely agree with the mutant stuff. I think mutants yeah. are phase seven, if that's what mm-hmm. we're calling this. Yeah. Um, I, I that's but that's a prediction way, way, way in the future. Way down on yeah. My uh my phase five prediction is I do think. Kang is going to be showing up and I think it'd be really cool if he's like either in the background or if it's like, Oh, like no Kang is like, he's everywhere. He's, he's, he's hanging yeah. out with the Marvels. He's with Ant, <laughs> you know, in quantum mania. <clears throat> I think that would be really cool to see. I do have a prediction that we'll see more of Kang to set him up as, Oh no, this is a threat that mm-hmm. impacts everybody. Dove, yeah, and that we- theme weaves with what Marcus was saying. Yeah. Um, my main idea is that I think Kang shows up in more projects. I, I, I think I think whether we want or not, I think what whether we want to or not, I think one of the things that is coming is next year is going to be the le- the year of Jonathan Majors. Like, I, with, oh with, yeah, with oh, I Creed hope so. Three, with Creed three, and then that like World War two movie that he's <laughs> oh in. Oh my gosh! And then he's gonna have a great year with Quantum Mania. Like, Jesus. and even with like Loki season two shooting, like here and there too. Yep. Like, I think it's going to be the year of Jonathan. Mayer. Oh my gosh. Loki season two. He deserves it. Yeah. He deserves it. Yeah. He's like, I also oh. think more hulks are coming. I just wanted, I think more, yeah. every yep. more everything where you can multiply, right? More everything. I think more hulks, more <laughs> Spider-Mans, like 
that oh more God. spider people like yeah. yeah whatever that looks like i definitely think you'll get more iterations of characters for you to pick your favorite and who you like and i i need to say i i can't remember what episode it was but i said marcus i don't know man i don't know if they're gonna do a whole other trilogy and i pushed back on it yeah. after seeing that report after hearing what marcus has told me i have changed my mind i'm convinced there's another trilogy because i feel like they just put a bunch of submarines full of money parked outside the the coast of Tom Holland's wonderful home. And they're like, do you want to be like the best superhero for another 10 years? And he's going to be like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, because if I'm looking, if I'm looking at it, right, he took a break. Tom Holland got quiet. Yeah. He hasn't done anything. He said he wanted anything. He said he wanted to take a break and take a step back. I think it's been about a year and a half. Was he anything else? He he did a show called The Crowded Room um, that is in post-production, but it looks like it is the only thing he has in development for 2023. The only only project. Huge break, which is what I think he needed after Spider-Man No Way Home. I mean, that run, that took a lot out of him. So when he comes back, I think he's going to come back. And it gives him time to age himself up a bit into this Peter Parker that we, you know, a more mature Peter Parker, too. Yeah. The last the last movie he wasn't spy- oh I take it back. He did Uncharted in 2022, which got mixed reviews. We don't need to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, <laughs> we don't, we don't, so, I'm so sorry for bringing it up. There is definitely more Uncharted that, movies coming, but yeah. The only other non-Spider-Man role he's had in the past three years was Cherry. Uh well, and the devil all the time. De- and the devil all the time was the year before. Delusions. Delusions. I could also see them going a route like, and this maybe involves Sony a little bit more, but I could see them doing, I mean, more symbiotes are coming. I could see them doing like a, like a, you know, like, like, I don't remember what run where it's all the symbiotes take over New York, but like you could do that if you wanted to. So, I I mean, are you kidding me? Like that would be the next no way home because you could do half of the Avengers squad and be like, oops, they're (laughs) oops. All symbiotes. That prints money. Oops, you want to see that's, evil? That's a cereal, I think. Oops, all symbiotes. <laughs> well, well, well. Oops, all symbiotes. Your to Mar- Marvelo's. Oops, all symbiotes. <laughs> Oops, all symbiotes. Yeah. I mean, what you want to put? You want to put Haley Steinfeld in a symbiote costume? Oh, Great. Like everyone God, will have a field. Yes. Florence Pugh. Why not? Holy. Like oh, I don't know. Anthony Mackie. What's he up to when they film? Oh, like really, I, you yeah. could do a lot. Not, not a lot. I, I mean, I, I I don't know what it is. I haven't looked at his IMDb. I do I, like that they doubled down on him being Captain America. I, that is <laughs> a positive. That happened, yes. Everybody was like, no, he's Captain America. And they was like, no, Steve is our Captain America. And then even no, Chris Evans was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Sam wow. is your Captain America. They, they were all like, where were you on January 6th? Like, never mind. Like, <laughs> um, I mean, it's honestly, though, like, like. <laughs> Anthony Mackie is Captain America. I'm glad he's going to get a movie. I yeah. want to see that on the big screen. I love. I enjoyed seeing him in the show, but I really want to see this movie uh, and see that fully realized as a well, Cap fan. Yeah, and I mean, as a as a Sam like as a Sam like Falcon Captain America fan, mm-hmm. yeah, he's huge in the Secret Empire storyline. Like he's oh my the gosh. big turning point for like that whole comic book series. Anyway, shout out to Secret Empire because Steve Rogers is, is kind of a jerk in that, and Sam Wilson also it's highlights. Not his, like, it's not his fault. It's a weird. Steve- there's a weird reason why it's his fault, but it's not. His <laughs> Sam fault. Wilson highlights why maybe Steve is. It's okay to 
take a step back from being from being cap yeah. and have other people take the mantle. So yes. All right. That those are our questions, gentlemen. Any other thoughts before before we start to close up? Oh, no, well, thank I, you I for the applause. That. I think I, that was handled very well. That's a lot of information to get down in an hour 40. That, Brian, I mean, you did it, Brian. You did it. You did it. Yeah, you did it, Brian. Did it. We did it. Take Joe. your bow. You did Take great. Your bow. Oh, shucks. Well, um, I, yeah, I have a supportive crew here that took it all <laughs> that took it all seriously of doing our Marvel spectac- spectacular. We talked about doing yeah. this all the way back in Thor Love and Thunder, I think, back we in did. July. Um, so <laughs> there it is for I those on the sure live cast. Title again. Yes. Oh, I did want to say this. I did watch the um I did watch so I didn't watch I Am Groot. I did not watch What If. Uh, but I did watch the holiday special for Guardians of the Galaxy and I do think that people should just mm-hmm. watch that. I, if you're looking for any big Easter egg type shit, yep. it's not in there. It's well, not yep. in this. There's nothing really major. One, but... Yeah, but I just I do think people should take the time to watch that. If you're looking for a nice holiday special, something easy to consume with the characters you're familiar with, Kevin Bacon's in it, which I didn't know that before I watched. So I just oh started gosh. watching. How wonderful. And then I popped up and fucking Kevin Bacon was there. And I was like, oh, no shit. Like, okay, well, I'm going to enjoy this. And I even watched it with my kids. And and like, yeah. it was, it was, they loved it. There's That's a good. ton of, Drax, by the way, does so yeah. well with kids. Yeah. And Mantis, absolutely wonderful really with good. kids. Give them a kid's show. I'm kind of um, kidding. Kind uh, um, I do think it's funny. This is the second Marvel property that Kevin Bacon has been in, if you count a uh, day of the X-Men first class movie that they did, because that, wow, that technically counts. counts. Um, but I think I I enjoyed it. And if you are looking, if you're a Grinch like me, and you're looking to get into the Christmas spirit, this movie will take you there. So <laughs> if, you're one of those, message in if, you, if you are one of those people who's like, not till december 1st um then you know what you watch this and it'll i have my tree up and everything brian so good Good. celebrate the season it's not here very long so yeah so if you are one of those people who enjoys movies that put you in the spirit this will do it oh what a wonderful note Ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. Come visit him last night because all of a sudden he's in a cheery fucking yep. Yeah, and for some reason there were two of them and they all looked like the two of you. So I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. Not exactly sure what that was. But it was yeah, a, it was like a X Marvel. So like the Ghost yeah. of Christmas future. You yeah, should be careful of a big black pointing. man walking in your house in the middle of the night while you sleep. That might be I, a different. Scenario. I had a feeling it was a ghost. I yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, but yeah, no. But but Brian, again, thanks for putting all this together. This was outstanding. Oh, it was dope. Um. But gentlemen, uh, things that you'd like to plug before we close stuff out? Yeah, I just want a uh, big shout out to my wife, Maggie Roush. Uh, she helped me make sense of all of this data and showed me the limitations of it. And if we do this again, we'll do it a different way. But I, I she was instrumental in helping me find all the stuff in the data that I talked to you about. That's so okay. big shout out to her. Go support her, thelovenerds.com. Uh, the information is going to be in the episode uh, description so you can see how it's spelled there. Um, and yeah, there's great recipes there. If you got people coming over in the next few weeks, just make it easy on yourself. Just go there and just cut and paste the ingredients list and then paste it into your your grocery list. Just call it a day. Absolutely. So yeah, again, shout out to Maggie Roush for helping understand uh, the data and comb through it. So yeah. Uh, Oh, oh.
humble you dig what i'm saying that's uh never offended always humble you know what i'm saying follow the mantra n-o-a-a-h go buy yourself some gizzier go buy yourself something nice you know what i mean uh you know go listen to some music there's a lot of shit that you can get underneath um you never know what we gonna pop up with next also do you want to say rest in peace to um um uh tommy the green ranger Jason oh yeah right um because you know that's just a sad scenario but i did want to take time to say that that was something that important to my childhood um and so i just want to take time to say that but follow the mantra never offend it always humble you dig uh absolutely uh i just want to plug this podcast so now's a great time of year we're we're kind of wrapping out the end of the year so we've got a lot of fun stuff that we're talking about but if you enjoyed this episode and you want to listen to more um consider sharing us with a friend or a family member or leaving us a review and if you're feeling like you have some ways that you want to support us financially um patreon.com slash films and black and white sign up for a tier join the live stream um the link will be in the episode description for you all as well um also want to put out a plug there that if you are a beer loving person and you are in the vermilion area um we are getting a brewery um 19 is starting up so if you are looking that's to awesome. support a local business as they get off the ground um we'll post a link um to their oh whatever crowdfunding resource that they're doing for their stuff so yeah you can check that out there but um but we also have a three-step process to success damn right and i would love it if brian would give us that first step hi folks you know December's right around the corner, and you maybe set a goal for yourself to read so many books. Well, guess what? You still got more than 31 days. Absolutely. By the time this podcast comes out, you got 31 days to get going on that goal, or at least make it dead. So read a book. It doesn't have to be a long book. You don't have to read War and Peace in Russian. Just go go get like a go get like a 200-page book. Go read some poems. Like, please, go read. It'll enrich your mind. It'll make you a better person. Absolutely. Fact, Jake. Absolutely. Uh, Marcus, yeah. what is our second step? The second step is to drink some water. Listen, I Please. know it's getting cold outside. I know the sun may not be out, but you still need to drink some water. It is ashy season. The best way to ashy. prevent ashy elbows and the best way to prevent cracking elbows is to maybe drink some more water. You know what I mean? Worst case scenario, you got to piss a little more. Yesterday, I went to go piss. It was clear. You know what that means? I'm hydrated. All right. So I might be overly hydrated, honestly. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> might be what that means. But you want to go drink some water, treat yourself to something nice like some Voss or some Fiji water, and I mean, or at least if you're drinking out of tap, get a little Brita or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And the and the last step is, you know, in the winter time here in the Midwest, you can't go outside as much because it's snowing, which means you're trapped in the house sometimes because it's so cold or the weather's bad. And the worst thing to do is to be trapped in the house with someone who doesn't wash their ass or their legs or their face or any other part of their body. It's a lot of stank that's hanging around. You know, don't bring the ghost of previous Christmases along with you as you go to this one via your ass. Wash that old ghosty, musty, old Christmas ghost ass out and get the new 2022 Christmas ghost in there with some freshness, with some soap. So wash your ass um, and, you know, the ghost of Christmas present wow. will thank you. So that's what I have. Wow. Incredible you. theme weaving there, Doug. Excellent. I did. I'm very proud of myself. I, I am um, We will be back next week with another episode of Films in Black and White. But in the meantime, time and in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. Appreciate I'm y'all. A- we'll catch y'all next week. I'm going to play this intro one more time. You should. It's wonderful.
See you later, bitches. 